coming for day. Hey, we are back with a fancy new theme song and everything. Oh, we left you on a cliffhanger last week. This is our first time at 40, the story of two grown adults who are uh, entering the home ownership game in midlife. Uh, my name is Nicholas. I'm here with my wife, Laura. Hi. Been a big week. Been a big week. It was a cliffhanger. Uh, this time <laughs> for ourselves included. This time last week, uh, we were on the brink of greatness. <laughs> uh, or terribleness. If it we sounds, weren't sure. Yeah. Right. It was very unsure. That was the, that was the whole problem. If it sounds a little echoey, that's because we had to halfway move out of our house to get repiped, which if anyone, if any homeowners are wondering what a full repipe of your house is like, we can tell you. Make sure you move out. Don't rent while someone needs to repipe. All the more reason to (laughs) own a home is to go through a repipe while you're renting. Whole bunch of effort for zero benefit. Nope. Whole bunch of effort. Whole bunch of displacement. Whole bunch of inconvenience. If anyone ever wondered how does one re... Because it seems like changing your underpants without taking your pants off. Like how do you (laughs) repipe a house? And basically what they do is they perforate your house with holes. They chop those underpants into bits. Yeah. Uh Or the pants as it were. Mm -hmm. And then cut the underpants out and then somehow replace them (laughs) i don't know how so they they cut holes all over the place wherever the pipes are and uh it's the closest thing i could think of is a perforation Mm -hmm. um and then they slide these new pipes through and attach them all and it takes a really long time and i think he told me it was about 200 feet of copper pipe or something like that maybe 280 i can't remember it's two something uh, and it's, it was a team of four guys that took from 7.30 a.m. until 11.30 at night. And this is a small 1,700-square-foot mm-hmm. townhouse. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what a big house would be no, like. that'd be, yeah. But the, the story is when this house was built, it was built with the cheapest pipes, I'm sure, to save cost. And now 40-some-odd years later, everything was busting and bursting. And part of the... Honestly, part of the reason why I was hoping to get a move on this move was to use this repipe because we knew it was coming and use this repipe is just part of our move. You know, we had to move all of our stuff anyway, um, but timing didn't quite work out. Turns out finding a home in this area uh, is a, a longer process than one would probably experience elsewhere. Um, and that's what we're kind of just going over every week. So uh, I will get to the headline. We did not go forward with the house close to the beach, the townhouse close to the beach, which we had discussed with a lawyer, which had a whole bunch of baggage with the HOA, et cetera, et cetera. It was at the top of our price range, but there were too many good things about it. Uh, to just avoid the temptation. But once the lawyer told us that we should ask for more time and the owner said, nope, (laughs) we decided, you know what? We're going to cancel escrow. We were in escrow. We were there. Like we were there. we want it. 
We were we close were, to the sprint. We had the W. We were, yeah, the escrow is like the sprint to the finish. You know, it's like everything else is just kind of leading right up to that last lap, and then escrow is the last lap, and you're almost there. And we were, we stumbled. We didn't stumble. We got shot. <laughs> we got sniped. <laughs> yeah. Sniped by the law. Yeah. Well, and I quote, those owners made a mistake. Everyone so we, we didn't stumble. Our realtor thought it was a bad yeah. position. Our lender thought it was a bad position and probably pretty unlikely that they would be able to get our loan through based on that there was still litigation going on. No one knew how it would end. There was some sort of March resolution, but nobody really knew if it was going to be the end of the deal. It's been going on for five years. It's very crazy pants lawsuit with crazy people. And everybody kept saying, oh, well, you guys, you really want to live in that place with the crazy, mean, petty neighbors? And, and we, we were, were like, like yeah. 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 We, yeah. We'll just stay forward. in our house. It's fine. <laughs> Let's keep going. <laughs> we're good. But then, uh, yeah, on the lawyer's advice, um, which was very reasonable, ask for more time so you can do some more research. Do your research, yeah. Talk to the other neighbors, see what really it's like over there, try to wait out supposedly the judgment was coming down in a couple of weeks so try to get beyond that window so you actually know what you're dealing with is this thing going to continue on for a billion years is it going to drag you in financially is it going to cost you any money Mm -hmm. yeah very reasonable nope denied and basically based on that denial uh my our our thought i guess i could speak for myself my thought process was, well, if we keep going, we're basically going against our lawyer's advice. That was the first step, was to get more time. And if they say no, which they did, and we go forward anyway, it's pretty much against a real estate lawyer's advice to do so. And that was what was getting in my way. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, we're talking to this guy for a reason. He comes highly recommended. He does seem to have a good reputation. He knew about this lawsuit. Yeah, coincidentally, he had talked to the plaintiff at the very beginning of it. So he's plugged into the area. Mm -hmm. And I felt like this guy's telling us to do something. I don't think he's full of it. He knows our situation. He knows we're not desperate, Mm -hmm. which is a little bit of leverage. We can walk away. Like, there's nothing better in a negotiation to be comfortable walking away, Mm -hmm. which we were. Like, I didn't lose any sleep over walking away. And I think we got that advice. Well, but partially it's because we don't have to move. Right. We're not in a situation where right. we have to buy a house, right, which right. is why... If we had have to get out, we probably would have pushed forward anyway. Right. And it probably would have ended badly, but we would have been out some more money. So we said, no, thanks, bye. And that was it. Like, that, no, nothing else. We signed yeah. one piece of paper, cancellation of escrow. Done. Uh, and that was... Yeah, and it was... Didn't, didn't hear very, another word. It felt weird. It, isn't it really interesting, though? It got, it got really chilly really quick between the realtors who like knew each other on an acquaintance level they had a good relationship you know they're not friends but they knew each other but it got real chilly really quick once the extra time conversation happened and the listing agent quickly said well they have another offer they're waiting in the wings like see ya basically there was no their fourth i should add their fourth so this thing has fallen out of escrow three times we were number three so 
kind of all of our thought, including our lawyer, is, well, good luck on the next one once they get further into this thing and find out the same It's beating your head against baggage. the wall. Like, why wouldn't you stick with us and give us a chance and see if we can make it through? We really Obviously, are we're spending trying money. to make it work. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no. So no. fine. You know what? Fine. So I'm curious. There, I'm there curious were... what happened after that. No. Totally. Yeah, it was, it was over, done, the end. No one's hearing anymore. Yeah. And the the lack of outdoor space. There's zero outdoor space. You were in a fishbowl. Um, there were up some upgrades, not anything pressing, but a little minor things that needed to be done. But to me, it was more... Location. How, well, the location was incredible. Like, we're not going to get a better location. Um, but the other thing, too, was, you know, it was the top of our price range. You know, yeah. you have a price range, and this was, like, literally up against the wall like casinos on the edge of Nevada. <laughs> like that's how close we were to our to our edge. And by the way, that edge like expanded to the edge. Like that that edge wasn't an edge we were ever talking about going to. I disagree. Like, no. Until I mean we were approved right. for a loan in that amount. We, that's what we told when we filled out our paperwork for our realtor, that was our top price. So it was not out it was of the sort realm. of based on her recommendation. Sure. It wasn't based on what we said we thought we were willing to spend. We didn't come up with that number. But we're capable of doing it. According to the bank people, yes. And according to to the numbers. Like if yeah. you run the numbers, it's not out of the... You're, you're, you're at the edge, but it's not impossible. Yeah. So I kind of consider that to be our range. Okay. You know, as soon as you get into impossibility yeah. or, you know, when you're spending 75% of your income on your mortgage, that doesn't make any sense. But right. this is still something that's manageable. It's right. not easy, but it's manageable. I guess my point is we weren't even contemplating until this one place. Right. It was the place that bumped us to that price range. We were not looking there. If there were listings that came up even below that number, yeah, that's true. we were not looking at them. Part of it was because we knew that but those we numbers new. go up. We were newer. Yeah. Right. And this one, we, you know, as soon as we heard there was another buyer, we didn't think we'd get it. And then we did. And we didn't really go up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was the first thing that happened was we put in a bid and she was like, oh, we need to put in more. And we were like, no, we can't really. And then we put in a like, tiny a, bit like a drop yeah. more. Like, I mean, a very little amount. And it turned and out a really nice letter. It turned out to go our way, but then ultimately it's gone. So that's the first chapter of this week. And I think that happened the day after. We had to make the decision the night we did last week's show. And we were not sure what we were going to do. No. But we have pretty much received confirmation from everybody that it was the right call. Yeah. After the fact, everybody was like, oh, you totally did the right thing. They were not speaking so plainly beforehand. They were trying to, you know, let us decide, which is the right thing to do. Right. But they were, you know, they were giving us enough information to read between the lines. But no one was saying, except for the lawyer, no one was saying with a strong opinion what we should do. But after we made the decision, they were like, oh, thank God that was the right thing. Right. It was was a little interesting. That it is an interesting part of the game, which does make sense, like you said. But all of these folks aren't here to make decisions for you. They're here to support the decisions that you make, which is a really interesting job. And which is really weird because we're not the experts. No. It's very strange. They give you advice. Strange. They give you numbers. Specific. Yeah. But where where else are are people kind of giving you 
you know, here's the information. You wouldn't walk into an engineering situation, a medical situation. Here's the information. I'm going to let you go ahead with that. I think there's a reason why. And it's because so much of this is based on feeling Mm -hmm. and no one can feel what you feel because Mm -hmm. these realtors are working with a lot of different people with a lot of different tastes. They're not shopping for themselves. And so there may be some people that love one end of the spectrum in the morning and some people that love the other end of the spectrum in the afternoon. And all they can say is this is what I think it's worth. Yep. And this is the strategy for bidding. But, but ultimately, you have to decide what it's worth because it's what you feel that it's worth based on how you feel about it. Well, and also, right. Yeah, that yes. And they can they can kind of tell you how to get to that number yeah. um, based on all of the kind of gamesmanship that goes on with the bidding war um, and where to start, et cetera, et cetera. But also, you know, they some people are more comfortable having neighbors close and some people are let you know want more privacy some people don't care so much you know so it's like they can't really tell you what to do about a house while you're making that decision because they don't have no idea how you feel Mm -hmm. you know she doesn't know that we don't like to talk to our neighbors (laughs) you know we know that she herself would not ever live in a shared well situation. Right. Just based on her general comment. She's never said that straight, but Well, she doesn't like their she doesn't her. think they have as much value. Which, right. you know, she's in a numbers business. Right. But she's not interested in being that close to people either. For sure. Probably, yeah. So at any rate, um we've kind of moved on now and <sighs> looked at a couple things this week and we're really starting to I think come to a crossroads of how serious do we want to be about single family because as you know as this time has gone on and these weeks have gone on you know single family obviously has always been preferable but we've looked at far more townhomes Mm -hmm. than we've looked at single families they come up more in our area right Ricondo Mm -hmm. yeah so so we are now kind of, you know, townhomed out, I think. They all kind of look the same. They all have pretty much the same layout. They don't have very much charm. Mm-hmm. You know, they're a house, but they don't... I, I feel like we respond a lot more to charm. Yeah, even if it's old. <laughs> right. There are. There's a lot of baggage that comes with that. Um, and they're a lot more expensive for what you get. You know, it's kind of like an Apple versus a PC, you know, you, the specs are the same, but one's just more expensive because it is what it is. Mm-hmm. That being the single family home in this case. So, um, we did look at a townhouse that was, you know, square in our price range and the day it was listed already got an offer above listing. And it was not at the bottom of our price range. It was mid Range. I don't even know what our price range is anymore. <laughs> Good point. But it seemed like it was about average price range, like right in the well, middle. It's a little, nothing like crazy. It's a little higher than, other than the ones that were right on the beach, it was uh-huh. higher than other townhomes we've looked at. I think. Right. Don't you think? I suppose. Yeah, and and it already it literally took minutes before this thing got an offer over listing. So when we asked to look at it, they were like, "Yeah, you can look at it, but you're already going to have to go up," which 
you know, I kind of had a feeling even before we saw it and then we saw it and it was like, yeah, no, I don't think I want to break the bank on this. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we've seen a bunch of these. We know we'll see more. Like, why don't we just kind of wait for the right thing as opposed to settling for this thing that's more than we want to pay? Yeah. I'm like, it's nice. I'd like living there. It's well done. It's nice. It's pretty. Everything's clean. Everything's new. There were some definite benefits of this one. It was not a share, no shared walls. It was its own thing. Had a little bit of outdoor space. It had a lot of room compared to some other ones. But there were a lot of minuses, too. And at that price range, like if it was a bargain basement, bottom of our range, sure. Right. What were the minuses for you? I did not like, so the it was a two-story. And on the top floor was the general living space kitchen master. And the other two bedrooms were downstairs. I did not like, we, we have little kids. One day it'll be fine. I am not comfortable at the moment with them being separated by a floor from us. Um, that's one. The rooms downstairs were smaller. You know, we're finding that everywhere we go. So We've seen one place with big rooms. Yeah. And it was on a busy street. Yeah. Um, there was not a lot of outdoor area. There was one balcony kind of situation. There was something else that was kind of major. Oh, like no, no extra space. Like we've been something that we've kind of come to conclude is having either a sort of secondary living room, family room, bonus room, just some other space where kids can hang out when they get older, if we're looking at this as a long-term proposition, is going to be important. And this had no extra room. So right. that was the other big one for me. There was nowhere to put a television. <laughs> I'm sure that can be Who, worked around. How, how do you make... but? <laughs> Everything. But I'm sure that can be worked around. I wasn't. Of course, it can be worked fine. around. But how does anyone design <laughs> in this day and age? This house was built in 2000. Mm-hmm. How does anyone design? Well, in 2000, they were p- still putting TVs on furniture. That's why. There still wasn't an obvious place for that. You'd have to put it in the corner, and that's not an ideal mm-hmm. place. No, I think if you stuck a furniture piece like you did in a sectional kind of situation and stuck a furniture piece like over by the stairs that's probably i suppose or vice versa it's the only place i haven't seen an obvious place to put a tv mm-hmm. which is just seems odd <laughs> like and you're, everybody looked around and they were like yeah where that. do you put a tv in here <laughs> who what mm-hmm. how is that a problem mm-hmm. there's so many things that you don't think of closet space or you know outdoor space i mean these are not things you don't think about but like just things that come up it's like oh it's got everything except x this is the first one that had everything except a place to put a tv <laughs> obviously it wasn't the only thing but it was just like what how is there no tv spot how is that even possible it's like a you know it's like an oddity yeah a design oddity it did have a pretty sweet master bedroom it was big that's common. Like that's a thing. Like that seems yeah. to be with these townhouses. They really go they all in on the God. primary yeah. bedroom. Make the make the mommy and daddy feel good. And <laughs> and the primary bedroom. bathrooms are all mm-hmm. tend to be pretty big and nice and spacious. And some of them have chairs. You know, you feel like a rich person. Um. Uh, yeah. So, you know, this townhouse thing is just starting to feel just kind of meh. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I feel like we'll settle for a townhouse when we decide to settle for a townhouse. And in the meantime, we're going to keep trying. We look for the single family. Yeah. And I find that the single families in the area we want to live are few and far between. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you set your parameters when you're searching. And so anything in our price range tends to be about the same, which is like, Okay, this is a real expensive kind of crappy house. Or very crappy. And, you know, I've been thinking to myself, is it weird that I want this insanely expensive, and I'll just say it, over a million dollar residence? Is it weird to just want it to be nice? You're spending over a million dollars, and all you do, you just want it to be kind of nice. And, like, far over a million dollars. Like... If it was a million dollars, we'd still make Yeah, it. yeah, why not just say it? A million I and mean, a half. Yeah. A mil- 1.5 million dollars and it's not even nice. It's, it's beyond. Crazy. It's like a Twilight it's Zone episode. Yeah. And why are we doing this? Right. But we are. I so I guess where we what we're getting to is there one of these opportunities came up yesterday. It was just listed yesterday. It's in our area. It's in, in our, our school, neighborhood. Which, if you've listened, you know we're really trying very hard to keep within our school zone, and it literally is only a neighborhood big. It's very tiny, and there's not a lot of availability. Therefore, tough. Yeah. So I, I saw this and I thought, oh, it's got promise. There's a lot to it. It looks kind of quirky. It doesn't look. You know, it's not super small. There are some really small ones, especially when you walk mm-hmm. around, unless they're deceptive, and I don't think some of them are. Mm-mm. They look really small. And this one was, you know, okay. We looked at one last week. We looked at one last week that was very, very small and old and kind of gross. <laughs> right. That was that was a teardown. Yeah. This was not a teardown. This was, you know, it looked like it was fairly well kept up. I've walked mm-hmm. by it a bunch. It looks nice on the outside. Private front yard. Turns out there's a big backyard with all kinds of big nooks backyard. and crannies and cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the house itself is old. It was built in the 50s, early 50s. About as old as my uh, mom. Um, which is not to say anything about my mom, but, you know, this house has been standing in Redondo Beach for my mom's entire lifetime. And uh, the backyard has a apartment building, completely separated building with a shower, toilet, sink, bed, obviously. Uh, And then even on the outside of it, they had put a washer dryer. So it's like an apartment. Like it's Mm -hmm. got everything you need to live on your own. And uh, also has a little shed, also has like this little kind of workout fort area, has a detached garage. Uh, around the side of the house, there's a little sitting area. They have a horseshoe pit, both sides of a horseshoe pit. Slash golf green. And a golf green. Like they've done a lot of kind of cool hobbyist, fun kind of mm-hmm. DIY stuff in that backyard. Anyway, it's fun. It's eclectic. It feels like the kind of stuff that we like, you know, like a Madonna Inn or mm-hmm. something where it's like, quirky and fun and you know on the inside there's a big game room where they have a billiard table look billiard table it looks like a lake cabin kind of vibe you know lots of wood and everything so there's just it's just kind of a 
you know, conglomeration of styles and Western themes and bohemian touches and flares and uh, fun. Like it's a fun place. It's not upgraded and it's not certainly not new. And God knows what the inspection is going to say whenever the inspection goes down on this place. Cause I think they lived there for a long time and it kind of shows. Mm-hmm. So this comes in kind of right in the middle of our, you know, price range, whatever that is anymore, but not at the top. Mm-hmm. We look at it with our agent and she says, bid all the money that you have. <laughs> if you want this. <laughs> This is the time. Put it all on the table. Which she has she has hinted at before about, you know, if there's something you like, you're gonna that's when you're gonna need to get aggressive because this stuff is going lightning fast. And for way more than it's listed. Right. Talk about a bubble. Like this is how the bubble exists. People start spending more just because they have to. You know, these houses aren't worth what they're what they're going for. They're simply not. Like if this thing gets appraised, it's not gonna get appraised at that number. You know, which is another potential issue, but right. It's, this is all just bidding wars. This is more, more demand than there is Mm -hmm. supply. And so these numbers are getting so inflated that of course it's not sustainable. Uh, But that's what's happening now. It's like, if you want it, you've got to pay a hundred thousand more than it's Mm -hmm. listed for probably worth more than that uh, to get it. So it's just like, it's just a, it's, it's like a feeding frenzy. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is unsettling for me. How do you, f- how you feel a little differently I'm in, than I do? I'm going to throw it on the table and I'm going to bid on that thing as hard as I can. Do you think that that's smart? I, I don't, don't know, know if that's smart. I have no idea. I think I'm only going on the premise that real estate here keeps going up and up. It's, you know, the beach is within reach. It's in an amazing school district. It's on a nice street with all other single family homes. Like, I don't see anything that, you know, there's, I don't think there's any foreseeable way that it's not going to keep going up. And this is a situation where we don't need it to go up in five years. I mean, it might take a little more time to go up based on whatever price, crazy ass price it ends up selling at. But this would be where we would be for 20 years, probably, right? I mean, this is this is like through the kids going to high school. So it's, you know, it's a long-term proposition. And by the end of that, I don't think there's any way that house doesn't appreciate substantially at that point in time. The lot itself will be worth mm-hmm. money. There was a lot, there was a teardown house down the street, one block over down the street that went for more to tear down and build a new house. Then we can even afford. Yeah. Went for more than what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Spending on to tear one. it down, to tear it down for the lot. So at least we're getting a house <laughs> that a lot. we can live yeah. in. But we are know? buying a lot. Is the yeah. investment is yes, the lot. Is the land. A hundred percent. And that's I mean, and that's what we're struggling with a little bit is do we break the bank in order to live exactly where we want to live? Or are we going to need to get a little more flexible on where we want to live? That's the question we're where right. we are. We go a little further away from where we excuse me, from where we want to live and we'll get a nice house. Where we want to live, we can't get a nice house. Right. And that's that's kind of now what I'm re- There's been a lot of wisdom of Solomon on this journey, mm-hmm. which is like, okay, this is it. Like you got to make this decision now. And it's a big decision. It's a life-changing decision. 
and it could really cripple you uh, lifestyle-wise, do you want to do it for what you're getting? And that's been constant now for the last month mm-hmm. or so. And we keep having to relive it yeah. <laughs> every, in every scenario. Because you, you always kind of have to assume that it's real. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that it doesn't go through or you yeah. don't get it or, the, or you do get it and then it falls through. Like it's been just like up and down and up and down. And every single time it's like getting your head around changing your lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, which is... And do we actually want this? Stressful. And do we? I mean, do we really like? But every single time, every one of these, you know, I think about one aspect of it, and I'm like, you know, that sounds pretty good. And then I think about another aspect of it, which is like, God knows how much rotting wood is on this property, you know, that is going to fall into our lap, and we're going to have to fix for God knows how much money. And then I go, boo, we're not going to have any money left to do anything mm-hmm. after we buy this house, <laughs> and just do a down payment, you know. Well. They've been living there for a long time. It hasn't fallen on them, so, you know. <laughs> they also didn't update it. When the first, one of the first things she said was, yeah, it needs some updating. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's uh, it's just there's so many trade-offs. That's And that's kind of the, the biggest thing. Like when, you know, up until now, when you look around to rent, you just kind of look for what you're going to feel comfortable in. And when you look to buy, there's so many more factors and so many more fears um, For sure. that come with it because you really can get hosed and this thing could turn into a money pit like mm-hmm. this is not a sure thing this is not turnkey where like you know some of these townhouses are just you know you move in and they're fine yeah and it's kind of taken care of and you know it's been updated because it's part of a bigger thing that somebody's watching out for <laughs> versus you know no one's looked at this thing for 60 years. We don't know. Right. But that's the reason for inspections and you find out. And if there's stuff that's substantially wrong, you still have time to say, ooh, nope, dust hands, walk away. Or you ask the people to fix it or bring the price down accordingly, which they may not, they don't have to do and they may right. not want to do. I mean, they, there would be like literally these people could say no to everything. And be like, okay, well, move on to the next person. If you guys aren't willing, fine, I'll sell it to the guy who's going to tear it down and doesn't care anyway. And he's going to pay cash. Yeah. What is this cash thing? <laughs> Have we talked about this? I think we did last week. Yeah. Oh, there's so many cash buyers. Who are these people? Like even our our um, agent, you know, many of her clients that she's referenced have been cash buyers. So it's it's a big thing, and maybe maybe it's. Partly because these people are selling homes, you know, and you're getting a bunch of money just to move over. Maybe. You know, I don't yeah, know. Maybe that's it. Maybe. Um, anyway, the. Uh, <laughs> but even the cash buyers are getting beat out. P.S. It's all about your offer. 100%. doesn't matter if it's cash or not. That's what I'm getting. doesn't matter if it's cash it or not. Yeah, I think it depends. It seems to be the biggest number. Everything I've heard. I've never heard anybody doing anything other than the biggest number because that guy lost out by a couple thousand. Yeah, that's true. I think it depends. No, she's told us that she's seen it happen a lot where... I just don't know if that's happening now. Yeah, true. It's such a feeding frenzy. Yeah. It's happening so fast. Like These houses are just getting gobbled up mm-hmm. as soon as they're listed mm-hmm. for so much more. And that was what I wanted to talk about a little bit is the definition of value 
and what you think in this particular situation, climate, time, whatever you want to call it, what would you ascribe value to in a house? Like, what would you think, for instance, this house that we're looking at, what goes into it that has the most value and would cause you to pay top dollar for it? Number one, outside the yard, there's a huge plentiful yard with lots of options. So private outdoor space mm-hmm. is value. Okay. And number two, space inside. There's a lot of space inside. There's extra, there's a whole extra bonus living area. Bedrooms aren't that big. Like the, the master bedroom's fine. It's not huge, but it's fine. The kid bedrooms are smaller. But the you know the living room's like a standard size but then that whole extra big cabiny game room situation i feel like lifestyle wise when kids are middle schoolers and teenagers like that is important to have a congregation point plus the extra outside compound for visiting family which we have right i think a lot of space space the most value i think is the location Mm -hmm. and the reason why i say that is because like way back when the tile house that we talked about Mm -hmm. is a little bit further away about the same amount of space way nicer like 10 times nicer and it's sold for quite a bit less than this house Mm mm-hmm so it's how much value do we want to... Personally, I, I guess the question is how much value do we want in our location? I see what you're saying. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the reason why it's so expensive. 100%. 100%. But it's it's the situation where it's enough indoor space, enough outdoor space, and it's in our school district, and we can still walk to restaurants, shops, beach. Right. We're trying to find this crosshairs of all those things. Right. And this meets all of those things. Except for condition. I think that's the thing is condition. I don't mind it, I guess. That's that one is the easier one for me to sacrifice than other things. Okay. All all of all the things up on the whiteboard. Condition is lowest on the list. I'm more flexible on that than some of the other things. Yeah. And it's so funny. I mean, it's nice to have an, I mean, sure. Would I love to have a move in ready, upgraded, beautiful thing? Yeah. But we keep looking at those and their townhouses and we're not right bidding on them. There was one house we looked at and it was in really good condition and it sold for 150 plus thousand dollars less <laughs> than what we're ask, being asked to bid on this one. And that's what it keeps getting to me. Which one? Va- the, the tile house? The tile house. Yeah. That, I think well, that's that's what's that's what's sticking in my craw. Then we is, have to bump location. Right. And I'm wondering maybe, you know. Are we there? Is it time to do that? Are we there? I don't know. I don't know either. But that's kind of what I'm just wondering is like if I had to choose between the, the tile house and this house mm-hmm. at the prices that we're currently being asked to spend on this house. I think I would go with the tile house. Would you? I think so. Even with the change in district etc yeah farther from the beach yeah hmm. 
Interesting. Because of the price. And what you and and all of the costs subsequent. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't see that much money in. It, it didn't look as much like a money right. pit. Right. Agree. Yeah. I'm spending Agreed. less to begin with, and I have l- to spend less after I move in. Yeah, that's that's true. pretty enticing, that's and true. it's a lot nicer. Not untrue. That's what's that's what I'm struggling with this week. Is location. And that's been such a big thing up until now, but now I'm just wondering like in this location that we're looking, I just don't see spending a million and a half dollars on a fixer upper when I can go two tenths of a mile further and get something nice for less. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just, I, I, yeah, I just wonder if it's foolish. Maybe. It's an expensive difference. In so many ways. And also in, like, stress. Mm-hmm. You know? A turnkey house is so much less stress and, you know, so much more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Than going into a situation where like stuff's not that great, you know, it's kind of run down and crappy. Charming, promise, mm-hmm. lots of potential. <laughs> but you gotta have more money left. But you, yeah, you gotta be willing to pay yeah. for all that stuff on the back end, and at the price that we're being asked to bid, that money doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, oh well, then we're gonna be spending all the money we have to be in a house that is going to be just run down. It's just crazy. <laughs> it just seems like a, it's like I can't look at that objectively and think that that's the right decision to make. Yeah. Investment wise, it's great, you know, long term, mm-hmm. but short term financially is it's, it's a it's a big sword to fall on. If only we, ourselves knew or had anyone in our family that was at all handy we do not have any of those Mm. skills nope and that's part of the problem you know it's like we'll have to pay people to do this stuff with nothing we and we will have nothing with which to pay people (laughs) sandwiches yeah (laughs) (laughs) So the bologna uh, will be eating for the next three years. Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a it's it's there's the the value that you base or the, the value that you place on condition, location, you know, and um, I, I mean, I guess that's 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 it, right? Condition, location, and size. Yeah. So. Those are the basics. Um, do we, we want to talk about? Did we? Did, I don't think we talked about the tile house. We mentioned it, mm-hmm. but we found out the race. You don't know. You know this blind auction situation. You don't know how things end up until escrow is closed, and so the tile house. So we had known there was this house. So to backtrack, house we loved. Not in our school district. We didn't love the inside. It's, it's very nice, but it was not quite us. 
but the backyard i mean we'll never we see were blown it. away we'll never see a sequel no i didn't i never like that was one of the first days we looked at houses mm-hmm. it was two days this two-day blitzkrieg on six houses mm-hmm. and this was the sixth one we looked at and when we looked at it i was like oh this was not something i was expecting to mm-hmm. see in our price range right that's how exciting it was mm-hmm. so and we went substantially higher yeah. in asking price mm-hmm they came back and said, how much more do you have? Mm-hmm. We told them. Mm-hmm. And we did not. We lost. <laughs> and all we found out was we were in second. Mm-hmm. Turns out we missed it by $8,000. Mm-hmm. So close. <laughs> this could have been over in the first weekend if oh we just God. not been so cheap. That'd be worth eight thousand dollars. It was my itself. fault too. I was the one that was that was. Uh, yeah, we had to pulling, push. We had to push you in. into the the zone we went for. I was raining it in. It was early on. We, it was early. That was our first. If weekend. I only knew then what I know now. I know that was our first weekend. Who knew? I feel like that lightning isn't going to happen again. Like I'm I feel like so jaded gotten, now. Things have gotten exponentially worse out there since three weeks ago. They really have. Yeah. It's it is kind of ramping up this speed at which oh people are going goodness. way over asking and, and no one sees that was over asking right? quite a bit like it that was. was still way over asking yeah it was but, but they we knew so but close. they knew that they they i mean i think they told us even and they knew like everybody knew it was priced low as a strategy right so that wasn't a surprise in that case so oh, what if it was just over and we were just moving right now I know that would be nice, and we'd have that big, beautiful black mm-hmm. backyard with the built-in barbecue and the oh citrus God, trees yeah. and wine pavilion, little sitting area, yeah. And the inside was nice; like it was all really, really nice. Finished, mm-hmm. no rotten beams and mm-hmm. peeling paint. It was small. Like, I mean, let's just check ourselves a little bit. There were. There were four bedrooms, but they were all small little square box bedrooms. There were not big closets. There was yeah. not a spacious something. The big main room was big. Yeah. There was not an extra room. It was all about the outside. And, and like you said, the inside was very nice, but it was all about the outside with this thing. For sure. Mm-hmm. Which you could say the same thing about the house that we looked at today. But the inside, I don't know. The inside has that like eclectic, spacious feel in a different way. It's just, it's not updated. Okay. It's bigger inside overall. Or it feels bigger. I don't think it's seal- bigger. Well, it feels bigger. Yeah. I think it's about 2,000 square feet bigger. smaller. Really? I think no. so. Yeah. That seems possible. I didn't get hmm. the feeling spacious in hmm. this house today hmm. everything seemed kind of small <laughs> i guess just that one big room because in the i don't know you have the big floating vaulted ceilings that always right. does it for me i guess cubic space mm-hmm. yeah there was a lot mm-hmm. more cubic space i think that's it but square footage no my, my mind allows itself to be deceived it's like an optical illusion space. but that makes a difference mm-hmm. i mean you know vaulted ceilings are a big thing mm-hmm. you know for a reason yeah um psychologically it makes you feel like the place is bigger than it is um but you know 
this house feels like a compound, you know? And I kind of like that feeling. Like, I like multiple buildings, and I, you know, I like having space in between spaces, you know? Like, there is something kind of cool about that rather than just, like, a standard house in a backyard, you know? It feels a little more like like a camp or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, that brings me back around to being like, oh, that could be really fun. Mm-hmm. So... I guess here's my question based on what's coming up this week, which is, are we going to bet the farm on getting this house in our clutches Mm -hmm. uh, and be okay with that? Or are we going to go a little bit lower with what we think it's worth, at least in my opinion, what I think it's worth and just hope for the best? Mm -hmm. Where are you at? Well, this morning I was trying to figure out how to find more money to go higher <laughs> after we mm. looked at it. Um, now, and well, here's the other thing. So part of the strategy for going in with all the money we have available, it was a strategic move because I think <laughs> our realtor thinks our only shot at getting this within our price range is to be the first one to take it off the market. So the play was go in today go with the big offer and hope that it's enough money that they just say, great, we're happy with that. We're not going to shop it around to other people. You get the house. They did not say that. They said they had already had that conversation. They're going to show it through the weekend regardless. So I think that makes our play different. I think that Mm -hmm. means we don't have to go in with that big number right off the bat. I think that means we can go in with a smaller number see what's shaking out there with the other offers. We'll probably get the opportunity to counter if that doesn't hit the mark. And then we can decide if we do or we don't. Right. I think that's probably where we are now. Yeah. Yeah. I think also, you know, the reason why that didn't work understandably is because these people are selling right now because they know what's happening, Mm -hmm. which is they list their house (laughs) and people look at it the next morning and are willing to give them all of the money that they have (laughs) right now. Tell me where to sign. And there's going to be a lot of people that look at that place and feel the same way. Yeah. And we, I mean, we were told by the listing agent that there, even before it went onto listing services, people that knew that it was going to be sold were already trying to offer cash to buy it. Now we don't know what price that was at, but I'm sure high enough. Right. Um, But they declined because they want the inflated thing and bidding war to be happening because they want all the money they can get out of it. Right. So I think probably at the end of the day, we are going to have to decide, do we or don't we go to that level for this particular house? Even if we go in at a lower offer, I think we're still probably going to be in the place of deciding, do we hit our max or no for this particular situation? We'll find out next week. (laughs) That's all happening in the next couple of days. I'm curious. Aren't you curious? Yeah, every week I'm curious about what's going to happen, and it all tends to be a big disappointment yeah. day after day after oh. day. Um, some more cake before we before we go. Uh, I I wanted to talk about something fun, hmm. which came up, and I could only think of two, uh, but new terms that have come into our lexicon over the course of this <laughs> uh, experiment in looking for a house at this age of my life. Uh, I've learned a couple and I'm curious if you've heard more, you probably know all of these, but, uh, one term that I've learned was 
Ensuite. Oh, Ensuite, sure. I've watched enough HGTV, yes. <laughs> ensuite means... I'm ahead of you in the HGTV department. A bathroom attached to a bedroom. There was one house. I don't. But think you did throw that out like a boss when we were doing a walkthrough. Oh, yeah, oh, this one has an song suite. I was like, what? <laughs> oh snap! That house with the ensuite. Holy! There was this house that came up in our price range. When I say our price range, it comes up in our search criteria. That was so beautiful. Which one are we talking about? With the spiral staircase oh, and the. Right. And the oh, rooftop yeah. balcony. Oh, and the, the entrance. It's ridiculous. It was the most beautiful house. <laughs> it didn't make any sense why it was. It was it was a townhouse, mm-hmm. but it didn't make any sense why it was in our price range. Like except why I would even it, well, come across except it. Except that it is not in the location that we've been searching in. It's way farther back from the beach by the highway. That's the reason. Yeah. That it even popped up at that price. Yeah. But again, that was a strategic pricing. I would have done it. <laughs> you were going to do it sight unseen. It was, and, and then what happened? It turned out that they had already like gotten deluged with offers yeah, or something. Yeah, they were already over us. Yeah. Oh, man. That house was so beautiful. And like the townhouses, that's the problem with the townhouses is they don't have character. That one had character. That was like. That's true. That was like a Robin Leach house. <laughs> yeah, true. I wouldn't have felt comfortable in that house. <laughs> right. We this are, house, this busted down Western looking house today That's felt our much house. more like That's us. what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, the spiral staircase and like oh. the loft kind of office area. Oh. There was just so many great little spaces and it was all so pretty. <laughs> huh? We don't belong in that house. No, we don't. With our kids sliding down banisters and wrecking crew through everywhere. But it had some ensuite uh, rooms. Did. Um, another one that had come up that I had, I think I had heard before, which I, and this is, I guess I bring it up because I don't understand it is the Juliet balcony, Mm -hmm. which is a pointless balcony (laughs) that has doors that take up valuable wall space. I don't see the upside to the Juliet balcony. Why not just put a window? Because it gives you an opportunity for a longer window. Thus more light gets in and it's lighter in your room. Everybody's happy. It's it's an excuse for more light. It's a bigger window that you can open and feel a little bit more inside outside. I just don't know how that's not any different than a window <laughs> where you could actually put something underneath it. Because it's bigger. There's more. It's bigger. It's longer. There's more light. It allows more light to enter your room. But why take away that valuable? Wa- like if you're living in a mansion, I get dr- it. Yeah. Not everybody wants to dress. If you're talking, I guess. If you're talking about people, okay, a middle this class is house. Thing we're learning. Not everybody cares about having a dresser in their bedroom, evidently, because they're instead putting Juliet balconies or entire walls of glass and closet doors or corners or yeah architectural things that they're make it impossible to have any free wall space at all. So For furniture, maybe. That's just a thing. I don't know. Well, the Juliet balcony can go kick rocks because I don't get it at all. <laughs> I don't get it. Like if you put a balcony there, okay, now we're talking. But if it's just literally just so you can open doors, you can open a window and have space to put something there. <laughs> it's a waste of a wall. 
Unless you're in a mansion with okay, nothing but well, wall space. You can block off your Juliet balcony and pretend it's a window if you want. Now, yeah, then all of a sudden, you know, it's like trailer park boys. <laughs> yeah, we got this Juliet balcony, but we put a dresser in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. Oh, our kids would jump out that window so fast also. Yeah. Uh, any other terms that have that have come uh, up while we've been doing this? Oh, there was a financial one today that I hadn't heard yet. What's that? Pity. Which, seem, which seems, now that I'm saying it, is that even right? But that seems like... P-I-T-I. Such, yeah. But pity is like this whole thing, right? Um, it is principal interest tax... Um, principal interest tax... Insurance. And insurance. And that's so your monthly payments. So those four things make up your monthly payments. I feel like pity is aptly named. <laughs> Especially in this particular <laughs> scenario. Uh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Principal interest tax and insurance. Yeah, I hadn't heard that before. And if you're living in a townhouse, you could add uh, HOA dues to that somehow. <laughs> I think what we've been saying is how much do we pay monthly? Right. But there's a term for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what else? So would you say, what's the pity? Yeah. Find out Boy. what the pity is. What's the pity? That sounds yeah, like a song. Right? Who would sing What's the Pity? Mm. Like Tom Waits? Yeah. What was the, like, Rose's sad music? Leonard Cohen? Ten years ago. Mm-mm. L.A. bar guy. Uh, uh, I, uh, Iron and Wine? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Iron and Wine would do What's the Pity. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. That's the one. Uh, what else? Any other terms before we wrap this baby up? Um, other terms, other terms. I can't think of any others. Peed form. We talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. All right. Escrow. Well, do you know what escrow is yet? No. I don't know what escrow <laughs> means. I can't wait to go through it so that I can explain to somebody else who's in my situation now what escrow is because no one has successfully done it. I get that it's like the time in which you decide whether or not you can pay and whether or not the other person's going to live up. But I don't understand why. I feel like it's multiple things for one big word and no one can really describe what escrow is. Mm-hmm. It's your money in a holding account. That's what it is. Is escrow a period of time or is yes. it a bank account? Um, hmm. Both. Okay. It's a bank account. I think it I think technically the answer is that it's a bank account. Like that is the thing that is holding your money hostage. <laughs> Does it seem necessary? Like that doesn't seem yeah. necessary. It's 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 a So it's a exists. deposit. Yes, exactly. It exists so that they know you have the money, you've paid the money, you're ready to go, but it's contingent <laughs> on <laughs> Nobody gets paid. It's ransom money until your your inspections come out okay. You do whatever negotiating is going to happen there. That's a process we haven't even gotten to yet. I'm sure no. that's a whole nother level of We've been of in escrow. Show. That's going to be a whole nother level of horror show. I can already see I can't wait. Um, And like whatever else happens during that time frame, which is a couple of weeks to a month. That's your escrow period. But the escrow itself, I think, <laughs> is 
no the claims. ransom account where your money lives and nobody can claim until everything comes out okay. Well, I hope that we find out a week from now whether or not we are in escrow for the second time. So no offers were put in this week. We are still at a total of three offers, two denied, one accepted, then backed out of. Uh, kind of like a tie. That's like throwing a tie into like a, mm-hmm. you know, your your record. Mm-hmm. Um, and no offers this week. So it's, you know, been a very busy week, but not a particularly uh, fruitful week. But we'll see. Uh, lots to come up, uh, I'm sure, over the course of the next seven days. And I can't wait to talk about it. I can't wait to find out what happens with this fixer-upper of a million and a half dollar house that we might find ourselves in. <laughs> So, uh, anything else that you want to add before we roll on? All right. Well, that's it for now. And uh, this is our first time. We'll see you next time.